0: Welcome to Exploring the Industry, where we find out what God's doing in the entertainment world. I get to interview Christians from various entertainment industries. They share their stories of faith and transformation with you and I. I'm hosting people from many different backgrounds to share what God is doing and where he's shown up most in their lives and their careers through their highs and lows. We're believing to influence a narrative of how Christians perceive what God's doing in the entertainment industry around the world. If a picture is worth a thousand words, their story is worth a thousand sermons. Come join the conversation and welcome to the show. Stephen Blake Kanika is a Grammy-winning composer, producer, engineer, as well as a creative director and consultant whose credits include Google, Apple, Disney, Unplanned, for King & Country, Rock Nation, Yeezy, and Kanye West. I want to ask him about his journey into music and how Christianity formed it. And today on this episode, I also want to discover what motivated his success. Finally, I'm hoping to get some of the current projects, including producing with the legendary Kanye West and his perspective on that. Join us right now for Exploring Industry. Everyone needs someone to process their prophetic journey with them. And we have created a new online mentoring platform where you can grow at your own pace, where we help you to develop your own spiritual journey of hearing God's voice. I wanna help be your mentor. We have videos, interactive webinars, over five new videos each week. They're going to advance you in your journey and authority. We have so many special opportunities in this platform that you don't want to miss it, including all of our other e-courses coming for free when you subscribe. Come grow with me. Let me train you in your ability to hear from God and interpret what you hear and really bring applications so that your real life is affected by your spiritual faith. Go to bowlsministries.com and sign up under e-courses. Stephen Blake Kanika. I'm so glad, Blake, you're on today. And i so enjoyed. I had a conversation with you when I was writing an article as a journalist for CBN News last year, and I got to know you just a tiny bit with your wife. But I'm so glad you're on today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you're just rocking the world right now. You're, I mean, <laughs> doing so much production and music producing and like connecting to people. I feel like you're the talent behind so many people right now. And I love talking to people like you because you're not always upfront, although you do some upfront stuff too, but I mean, you work for everybody, Google, Apple, Disney, Kanye, King country, everybody. What's going on? Like how, how is this all happening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Brittany, my wife and I have two children two a two year old girl and a three year old boy. And I feel Which like
0: I've per- seen them on Instagram many times. Thank you.
1: Oh, they are. <laughs> they are the best. Um, but so yeah, I think that our ninety percent of our efforts feels like it goes into parenting. And so this other stuff, the more the older our kids get, somehow I'm just I wonder the same thing. I'm like, how is this stuff happening? But um when you're working for God, things are miraculous and he can multiply your efforts. And so we've been really blessed and grateful to work with some incredible people, especially people in the artistic community. Um, just at the top and it's, it's a, uh, it's a daily challenge, but you always, so it feels very similar to in the movie Hacksaw Ridge when the main character is on top of the cliff and just against all odds, he's just like one more. He just, he was kind of just praying for like, I'm just going to help. I'm going to save one more brother. And I mm. feel like with our work, it's very much that way in our spirit. It's like, I feel very inadequate. Most days we're just being parents and, um, trying to be there for our families and, you know, be, be a, um, a fruitful family. And it's like, Lord, just one more, how can I serve today? What can I bring to this situation? And it's just incredible. Like even in the last 24 hours, there's just been like almost miraculous solutions to things that I'm just like, that's, that's that answer to the prayer for, Lord, just one more, let us help this person, let us deliver on this project. And it's just amazing with that mindset, how it just, you know, the, the car sort of drives itself.
0: No, I love that. Cause it's, it's kind of putting in perspective, living in the present and a lot of people, future trip or think so much about the future. They can't be present. And a lot of people they live out the past. And so they, they can't think about right now, or they can't think about the future. It's not, I feel like God's made us to be like, this is his day. He made you know, let's do something in this day. And it sounds, I love that philosophy of life. Well, how did you get in to this whole creative industry mess that you're in? You're in just such an awesome industry, but it's also a very hard one.
1: So being raised uh, with homeschool and being able to just sit for hours on end in rooms with instruments and um, talk to God, talk to your instrument, with your siblings. I think that really fostered quite a lot of um just more of like that deep well of knowing who you are. Cause I feel like even artistically, spiritually, if we know who we are, then there's a confidence with what we're bringing and what we're we're putting out into the world. And it's God through us, but it's just that He gives us our own unique filter. And so I felt like that was a great foundation early on. We're we're trying to, I know every every child's different. We're doing our best to prayerfully give our kids each of what they need in that same way. But that really just helped me um, grow. I feel like a, my imagination. And then as you get older, I just, I have a very special place in my heart for faith music because I was raised very, like more on the classical side of things. And I really didn't listen to a lot of music. Like I even remember Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all that stuff. I really, I would know what the album covers look like. Cause you see them everywhere, but I didn't really know all those, that music. And it wasn't like my parents didn't let me, it was more just, Hey, here are things that are, you know, Bach and things that are really wow. holy and set apart. And so I think there's always this, um, there's always this point in a project that I pray for where something, it becomes set apart from and like under God, it becomes holy and sanctified, um, through a lot of people putting in a lot of hard work and with the right intent in their hearts, like it becomes very set apart. And so I think um that's also something is like a lot of hard work, a lot of imagination. And so when I got to like 12, 13 to youth group age, the church was just such a blessing because it allowed, it, it gives people such an, a beautiful lift up into making music together with other people. Um, You know, learning how to be in bands yeah, and choir. I always say and, that
0: because like there's, I mean, a lot of people pay a lot of money for live music. But if you go to a really good church that has good music, you're getting incredible music four times or five times a month, especially if you go multiple services that you would normally have to pay for. I mean, these guys are like working endless hours as a sacrifice to God to become really good. And there used to be a judgment, like Christian musicians suck. But I mean, it's gotten really good. Like it's got there's some, re- I mean, you've produced Danny Gokey, who's a friend of mine. Uh, you've produced Jasmine Murray, King Country. I mean, like so many people that are amazing, like level of quality is out there. So I love that you kind of highlight that because I feel like a lot of people, there's a stigma sometimes attached to church music that is actually untrue. If you look at who's winning Grammys, who's winning Dove Awards, who's who's actually going after it for real. And then a lot of the hidden guys who are just spending endless hours who never will be seen in mainstream, but they're so gifted. So I love that you
1: said that. Yes, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that even came up through the church and that's where they learned everything I'm talking about. Yeah. and then they're more in the mainstream. And a lot of times that's great, but I really like, so even being, having been a, a boy scout when I was younger, they always say, um, you know, you basically promise as you finish your scouting journey to give more back more to scouting than it gave to you. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I actually feel that the most with Christian music, because it really impacted me. It just, it wow. never didn't impact me. Like it always, especially especially when I was growing up, because you had DC Talk, Stevie Curtis Chapman, Jars of Clay. I mean, you had some of that music is still like some of the best pop music out there. And, Mm -hmm. and it was at that time. And I was just like, this is incredible. Um, actually I realized the other day, I didn't know this and I hope to meet him, but this guy, Brown Bannister, who's a producer in Nashville. And I I randomly found his name and I didn't realize that like all my favorite records, he did, he did all of them. So, uh, if anybody knows brown banister i would love to meet him and just thank him <laughs> at some point I it genuinely it touched me.
0: yeah I, i'm sure he would love that like hearing that about you but that's it's true i know who that is too because we used to do a bunch of um concerts back in the late 80s early 90s at our church we produced a bunch of concerts and we would have people like jars of clay and chris chapman come in and i heard his name through all of them and they were legit they were like so good there was like a it's kind of the golden era of Christian music then, and now it's back. It's like there's so much good Christian music now. Yes. But kind of talk about some of the, you know, like when, when it, you actually entered into this, like when it actually became an opportunity, because you grew up now in the, in the church, like, you know, honing your craft, learning. But I mean, going into production and actually going into helping other people and creating a sound and creating people sound is really hard.
1: Yes, it is. And I think that's something about the producer role specifically which i really enjoy because there's you get to it's almost like acting like you get to step into so many different people's movies and it's really amazing because there's a lot of artists that i work with that very respectfully would never do what the other artists would do and they shouldn't do that it's like that's their own unique they found their totally. own unique thing and that's so beautiful but i i really enjoy sort of getting to have it all and getting to be challenged by doing neoclassical stuff, cinematic stuff, making Mm. beats, um, the the big glorious Coldplay sound. Um, It's all great. And so growing up in the church, there was a pivotal moment when I was 16 and there was a band called By the Tree, which is a a great Christian band. And they were coming through Dallas. And I grew up in North Dallas and there was a a club downtown or a venue called um, The Door. And this was a really well-known place. A lot, of, a lot of great bands from that time. I remember seeing like Earth Suit and um, pretty much everybody would come through there at some point. And so By the Tree came through there and I would go and I would run. They had like four like really old dusty park hand lights, but I would volunteer to basically run those lights during the show to get free access to the show so I could see as much music as I could. And so I would go down there and By the Tree came through and I randomly met them, uh, my buddy and I, and they said, Hey, do you guys want to, they followed up with us, you know, over the, the weeks after. And they said, Hey, we'd love, you we were going on our first arena tour. Um, we'd love to know if you'd want to come out and tech for us. And so it was this big moment. Cause my, my parents have always been very, um, like just given a lot of extra care to those kind of moments. Like nothing was ever brushed off, even if it sounded crazy. Wow. So I remember taking this huge full page spread of this like big Christian tour arena tour advert advertising to my parents and saying, and they don't know who this band is. They didn't go to the show. You know, this is just their like 16 year old son bringing them a, a news a magazine ad <laughs> saying, Hey, I really think I should, I really want to go on this tour and be a tech, like an instrument tech. Wow. And at the time I was really into pedals and guitar, you know, all that stuff. And so um it was a it was a good fit but at the same time I'm going to at this point I'm going to public high school and that doesn't really necessarily just perfectly fall in line with your educational plan. So <laughs> so my dad said yes. Um my mom said no. Thus the answer was no. And then I was sitting in class maybe it was a week later and someone delivered a note to the classroom for me and I opened it it was from my mom. And she basically said, um, I've prayed about it and you need, to, you need to go on. You need to do this. Wow. God told me you need to do this. And so I literally got I, in the middle of like the teacher talking in class. I picked up my backpack, quietly walked out, went home. And my dad drove me halfway up to Nashville. And then I went on that tour. And it was like all these incredible bands. I ended up like playing on the tour. And then even though I came back to Texas to finish high school, that cracked the egg to get in with people and be connected with people and so um there's so many crazy stories but there was even one one story about how um this one other musician was in the band super chick they were on the tour he called me after i was after the tour was over and i was back in dallas in high school for my senior year he calls me he says hey i i've been playing with this girl rebecca saint james and i'm leaving to go back to super chick and i was wondering if you would want me to like put your name out there and i said yes that would be incredible i have been praying for something like that and so I, I wanted this thing so bad. Like I wanted to go back on tour and be playing. And I went, I remember they they came through Dallas to do a show. And I went to the show to meet the family and just um, see the show and kind of be around, see if it would be a good fit. And I remember Dave called me afterwards and he said, hey, you're just too young. You know, they, they all said, you're just too young. And it's so amazing because that was like a very sincere prayer. And then who knows, like years later, five years later, seven years later, God put me in a band with her younger brothers. And it was like, I ended up not only playing with them and doing a bunch of stuff, but also playing. It's like God answers prayers in the craziest ways.
0: I agree. He answers prayer. And I love that you've been around all of these different people and that your mom, when you were 16, I mean, how many moms pray in their kids' lives when they're supposed to be kids and hear that, hear God's calling you in a special way that's so rare? And I hope some moms who are listening to this hear that because there is some things that, like, I mean, my daughter looked at us last year at seven and said, Guys, we, we toured through a house my wife had found online. And she said, Guys, God's telling me we're going to live there. And we loved the house we lived in. We would never move. We we're like, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And lo and behold, we live there now. It's just that kind of thing where parents who learn how to listen to their kids and what God's saying through them. And, and for you, it's shaped and formed your life. It's where you needed to be, it's what you needed to do. Just wanted to pause there and say that. But going into this, like, how did it transition from a lot of touring with people, kind of, you know, the geekery around music, so to speak, and also playing to kind of what you're doing now? Because there's a, there's a, that's a big jump.
1: It is a big jump. And I would say that it, it's, it, it was always me playing music in a room by myself, like for years. So in a certain way, it feels like I've just returned back to that just with more like NASA level um, wow. gear and technology. But it's still the creative The creative process is still very much it's in your mind, it's in your heart, it's in a moment, it's not found in any of that stuff. So when you grow up doing that and actually believing in what you're doing, like I would, um, I would make things when I was younger to play for little family concerts or things. And it was like, I genuinely did it with all my heart. So when you build that muscle of just belief in the power of all that stuff, like um, it's really it's really a powerful thing. Like it's, it's almost like a weapon. It's, and so I I grew up always knowing that it had that power and that really brought to the point of once I was on tour and that was a really, I don't think everyone has to do that. I think for me, that was a really great thing because I grew up like the classical comment, not super deep in technology. Like I was more of a late bloomer when mm-hmm. it came to computers and really deep programming. I, I was much more ahead in, like hands-on instruments sort of things. And so getting on tour, all of a sudden you get around everybody else and it's just like this sea of fish of what everyone's doing in music. And some people are programming mm-hmm. and some people are doing this and you just get to see all of this. So you kind of cherry pick like, oh, I'll take some of that. I'll learn that. I'll take this thing. And you start basically building your own custom all-star team of skills and gear and and things like that so through the touring and also this is one of the the really beautiful things about um having been a part of the the freaking country family is that that was such a communal a creatively communal environment like there's so many sweet memories in fact i just saw the other day that um a little drummer boy music video came out for that song and oh wow that that was the most like um that was the most just understated a bunch of guys that loved each other that were traveling around in a van and we needed some christmas music and so we set up a bunch of instruments in um this place called the factory in in franklin tennessee and we're literally just doing it and it was like at one point oh, somebody's wow. like oh we we need we need we need chords and so everybody like went to chipotle and i stayed there and jotted down chords which oh are still gosh. like the chords to that song and it's like those things it was so communal and i really love the small bones for that because they just have a very open-handed um up until that point i was around people that were a little more like protective about stuff and they just had this beautiful sense of like shared ideas and collaborative spirit and so they swung the doors open and like everybody in the group contributed quite a lot to all that stuff and that allowed so then it was like okay the pr- it was a very like step-by-step programming because sometimes yeah. some nights it would be like we're in the bus and the Amazing Grace track for the shack had to be done like the next morning. And so your only option is to record stuff on your computer while the bus wow. is moving, you know? Um, So that just kind of led one thing to another. And then I would say I got off the road um, with those guys about three years ago. And since then, it's just been like very, very deep, intentional, production you know living in the studio most days long days and then at that point it just goes wow
0: no and i can imagine with your young family how it has to be kind of spurts of creativity just so that you could be present with your family because you're (laughs) such a family man i love that about you and i love that about i I met you through your in-laws and um yes love them so much and one of the things that they say about you all the time is he's just such a good man. Like he's just such a good human being. Oh. And they wanted me to meet you for a while before we met just because they just, they just think the world of you. And I love that about in-laws when they're like, we got the, you know, the, the son-in-law lottery,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: which is awesome. Well, tell me this, because um, you're working on quite a few different projects. What can you tell us about what you're working on now that's kind of a fulfillment of some of the greater ambition God put in your heart? So maybe the word ambition is too strong greater sense of calling or destiny or appointment that God's put in your heart? What are some of those things that are happening now? You're still so young, but I feel like you're, you're synergizing in some ways that's really unique, especially in a weird time like COVID and, you know, where the nation's kind of in an unrest and yet God's doing stuff with you that it's like, you're kind of a living above and beyond that in a way, <laughs> in my perception.
1: Yes, I think. Um, so a few a lot of thoughts with what you just said, but a lot of the things over the past few years. So it's almost like a lot of people have um, managers and they have a lot of help as far as like marketing, what they're doing and all yeah. that stuff. And I think that's amazing. Like I I probably should be doing that. Maybe I will in the near future. But I also think there's certain seasons where it, it feels very missional living for us. Like we'll get mm-hmm. a call sometimes and we'll literally... I think there was one night even this last year. It was two in the morning. We got a call, and without it having any plans to do this, we made arrangements um, or had arrangements made to fly our, our entire family out at like seven a.m. to L.A. the next morning to <laughs> immediately, you know, go basically live there for a while and jump into a bunch of stuff. And so, I think that, um, and I have to really say, like, my wife Brittany, um, her family my family, there's a lot of, there's a big sense of adventure. And so I think that we're already, we've already come to love that, but it's really taken on, it's really even pushed beyond probably some of what we've known because there's a reactiveness, Mm. I think, to the creative world, to the entertainment industry, for lack of a better way people identify that, that everything is very in the moment. Everything is very... And I even do my best to not be like that with people. And there's still even stuff right now where I'm like, get the horn players. No, hold the horn players. Get this, get that. Because <laughs> you you want to try to be able to be, you know, you really want to hang the moon for the people you're working with. And a lot of times wow. creativity is messy. And so, but with that missional sense of living, it's really changed. There's been a few pieces of advice and that I've been given over the years. And um, one of them is like, you know, live the secret to a happy, creative life. Yeah, my mentor told me this, is to live below your means. And mm-hmm. that has been one of the greatest blessings for us. Um, we live very simply. So we're able to, you know, move to Cody, Wyoming for many months. We're able to, you know, LA or wherever. And um, I think that allows us to all of a sudden... So some of these things, when they come up, it's it's always like... A lot of times, it's a last-minute thing. But because you set your life up to be very missional and very prepared for that stuff, you can pivot quickly.
0: That is such good advice. And I think, you know, because I've I've mentored a lot of people and I, I don't say it like I'm just a privilege. I'm shocked people want me to mentor them sometimes in this kind of capacity. But I'm always telling them, like, you have to be able to be in the moment and you have to know what your boundaries are to know what your moment is. So because you don't want to just be in the moment for everybody, but you also have to live simply like exactly what you're saying, because so much of what God calls us to, if we don't have, the financial means to pay our own ticket to go somewhere to be a part of something that you end up getting paid on the back end—that little thing is like just these little, you know, like being able to leave for two months and having your family set up to where, you know, like I have a, some dear friends that they just took their kids because of COVID and they said we can never do homeschool and they're doing homeschool and they're like thank God we're doing homeschool because they're working out on a ranch with some you know musicians that are really well known and they're able to do. Projects they would have never done if their kids weren't in homeschool and if they didn't feel comfortable with that. And so I love that there's, there's just, there's a kind of a resurgence to simplicity. Yeah. And there's that slow down movement that started before COVID. I don't know if you heard about that, but it's just making your life more present, connected, and simpler, like not owning as much stuff, not doing as much stuff outside of your core of what you feel called to. And I love that. It's so valuable for especially young families like you guys. The fact that you're living that way, I know that's one of the reasons why these top artists are calling you and saying, because they can feel you're available, they can feel your simplicity, they can feel your the holisticness of that, which is so cool. So I'm glad you shared that part on this because I think it's really helpful for people who are listening. How would you say, there's other people who listen to this podcast who just look in and they benefit from the music industry, they benefit from especially Christian music. How would you say they could be looking at it and praying and hoping and championing people like you and your family who are in it
1: That's a really good question. I think that there's a lot of people doing what we do that it, it just takes an enormous amount of heart, like not just for me, but this, our ministry is very missional, even especially unto our marriage. It's like the amount of hours that Brittany and I are, are doing this together. Um, because it's not a lot of it is obviously very musical, but a lot of it goes into many other things and there's just the amount of heart like it's all about there's no formula for anything that we do it's all Mm -hmm. every time there's always that point at the beginning of every project where there's a little bit of like a gasp because you're like I don't know how I'm going to do this because there's it I want to custom fit everything like God does to us and so there's literally some projects where Brittany and I will end up spending more than what we were being paid obviously not not all the time but there's just some times where whether it's on the financial side or it's in like the um, there was even a point where we had a certain amount of time. And this was from the freaking country days that we were okay for me to travel when I was touring. Mm. Um, And I forget what it was. It was like a week, two weeks, somewhere in there that it was like, that's how many days and that's it. And there was a time when I was working on the unplanned movie uh, with some of my favorite people, Carrie Solomon, Chuck Konzelman, Chris Jones, some incredible people. And just the way that everything ended up happening was like, I had to basically be in LA with them for three and a half weeks away from my family to get that wow. done. And it had to do with a lot of things. We just had a little girl, we see our daughter was born. So there's a lot of things about why we couldn't just all go. And it was one of those things where God just gave the grace for it. And I think that for families that are in that, people that are friends of those families, it's just like a, a family that would be a missionary off somewhere. You you just want to surround them with a lot of thoughtfulness and care about any ways that um, those friends and families might be able to offer them stability. Like we just have a lot of that from our family in Dallas. My mom lives here. My, um, my in-laws that you mentioned, the McIntyre family, they live here. And there's just been so many times where it's like, Oh, we've got to fly out. And they were able to, we could drop the kids off. Definitely a lot of things like that, that I'm very thankful for. Cause otherwise I don't, sometimes it just wouldn't have worked.
0: Yeah. What I'll put into perspective for just our listeners too, just the fact that you and Brittany, when you get involved in a project together, because she's very involved and she has such a wisdom on her life and she just naturally like talks to people like an old friend, even if she yes. just meets them. And I think what happens is you guys get aligned to certain people, especially people who are mainstream, um, bigger than life people. and And then you guys end up loving on them and connected to them and being real Not just acquaintances, but real. I think used in their lives in a beautiful way to just really love well, and sometimes set balance and boundaries, give them wisdom, give them perspective. Be their friend, be their shoulder to cry on. So I think you guys live a really unique life because it is very missional. Because you're not just about music; you're actually about seeing people's lives come higher and just change and transformed. And so I think for our, you know, the average musician out there might just be in it for the music, and they, of course, they want people to respond to the music and connect to the music and care about the music. For you guys, you're in it for not just the music, but the people who are in the industry, the people you're working with, the people who are going to be listening. Like there's such a message of love and care. And I really appreciate that about you. So I, I like that our listeners are going to hear that because this is what God's raising up. I think God's raising up people who aren't just about the industry, but they're about the, the kingdom mandate to love well and see people's lives transformed who are in those industries, not just to make beautiful projects, which you do. And so, just so many other people, but their lives are so broken. And so, I just want to add that to yes. the conversation.
1: That's that I would say might be the best point of the, this whole conversation because it really breaks our heart seeing everything that's going on right now with the way people. A lot of people just have it seems like more angles than ever to be against each other, mm-hmm. and from our work, like we we will work with. I mean, there's so many people that we work with and genuinely love them and we don't believe anything that they believe and that's been such a blessing for us because there's so many ways that God has challenged and taught us through these people it's like it's it's amazing to be able to have there's definitely a few handful of um friends lifelong friends that I they're just such a joy to work with and we feel very Akin you know in all those ways, but there's just a lot of divisiveness in the world, and a lot of time I and mean, we will work with some of the most liberal um i mean even in the fashion world, a lot of the you know the different thing consulting or different things like in that world, where it's just it's the creativity is off the charts, it's all that stuff, and then at the same time, like we'll work with some of the most conservative you know grounded traditional churches and the same mission is so it's like the same thread of what God's called us to do is the same through all of it. And even this year, I I don't, I feel like we've worked with as many different kinds of people in the last year, as maybe like my whole life, even leading up to the last year. And it's just amazing, because it's like God is moving in so many different circles in so many different ways and the body of Christ is very much alive. And I think a lot of, especially with what you do, like, there's a lot of people out there that are taking that leadership role to help bring us all together and help us know that. Um, But for anyone, I think that's thinking about how to navigate that stuff. It's just like God, God uses people to, he can send you out so far away from your natural habitat and Mm. it can be the best thing in the world for everybody.
0: I love that, especially when you're grounded. And I love the fact that you're, you ooze the fact that you're going to stay grounded. And that you're looking to stay grounded in your family and your marriage and God. And that's like, to me, get your community, get your people around you, and then you can go anywhere. That's the biggest thing, which is so cool. Yeah. Well, just as we're ending here, tell me some of the projects uh, that our listeners can look forward to that you're working on or that you've worked on this year that they can listen to or be a part of.
1: So um, I'm currently working on, um, well, most of the last year has been. Uh, first priority with mr kanye west who is just one of the most incredible phenomenal brilliant kind of people we've ever met and that's been a real a real like the most beautifully challenging thing we've ever done because it's just so intense he well, i'm he glad to bring it up because i know it.
0: you're in an nda so we can't really talk much about it but I'm glad you bring it up because people are seeing the public kind of breakdown. But then there's people like you and other friends that I have that are close to him that are having incredible experiences being around him and working with them. So I'm glad you you said that because it, it just helps the narrative that's out there that sometimes you hear from the news media versus people who are kind of in, on the inside. Because I really believe, you know, I, I'm one of the champions of God's doing something in that man that I want to look at and watch.
1: Yes, absolutely. He is a force like I have personally never met I mean it's it's almost like it's almost like uh, I think it's Chance who said I met Kanye West I'm never going to fail something like that and it's, <laughs> it's 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 100 million percent true you get around him and there's something he is such a force it's almost like in Star Wars they talk about the what was it the Medic count yeah like, exactly it it is it is something you literally That's feel in the wow. room with him, and he brings that to everyone. Every conversation, every project. He if he if he released, he, he probably releases one less than one percent of the stuff he actually makes. That's, I've never that's seen any...
0: People talk about that with Prince when they opened up his libraries after he died, and he had like thousands of unreleased songs that were as good as anything he ever he ever released. I'm like, yes, we need more of Kanye.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of my favorite songs in the world are, are his like some of the dozens or hundreds or thousands of songs that he hasn't released and maybe he never will. And it's just whether it's, um, and the the beautiful thing, even like with our relationship with him is that he, if he likes the way you think, he brings you into everything. So Mm. there might be a songwriter that he likes and he'll bring them in. And the next day they're helping design a school or the next, you know, so literally it's been, you know, a lot of music um architecture education um faith church growing it's just been incredible and so i think the way that he thinks it is so off the charts and ramped up and and so honestly ahead of a lot of, of a lot of us because to be able to see he has visions for the world that would make you weep he has these vision, wow. we make these vision boards and There's solutions to almost most things like the first time I met him, it was like the, it was, he was all about like why are people sitting commuting hours a day and not being home with their family? Like it genuinely burdened his heart. And he loves, he like loves the world that much that he was like, I've got to fix this. And so it was super late one night in the barn and there was this racetrack with these little slot cars that could go faster than your eyes could see. And he was like, we can do this, but we can't fix these other problems. And it's just like, he believes in the power of a day. There's so many times where it'd be like, let's do it today. Get that person on an airplane here today. It's just such a, there's so many aspects of God. And this is what I would say to what you're saying. Like We all are are flawed and are constantly being renewed day by day to be stronger and more like Christ. Some of us are very, very good at hiding those things. Mm -hmm. Kanye is one of those people like David in the Bible where he He is just undone before God in all things. And it's like, how can you have, there's not a lot of shame to be found in that. There's been times where we'd be in a meeting in LA. um, Brittany and I would be in a meeting and we'd fly back and maybe somebody was around or something, you know, something happened. or a little something was said, not from him, but just kind of around. And he, and he would call and be like, Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm really sorry that happened or that was said. He was like that. Wow. I just really felt burdened on my spirit. And you, this is a billionaire that's stopping his day because God touched his heart to call somebody and, and ask for forgiveness for something he didn't even do that he just felt. So it's like that's all that other stuff that doesn't maybe doesn't get as much attention and press, but it's absolutely there.
0: Wow. I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you for telling us about that. So I'm excited about the projects you're working on with Kanye. I know a lot of other things have been on hold, but people can listen to your music and your production through, I love that you mentioned the shack earlier and amazing grace, also King and country, a lot of their big ones that they had just um, released over the last three or yes. four years. You helped produce those or you played on them. And uh, they're obviously just killing it still. We, I love them so much. And um, yes. just so many other projects that you've worked on. I'm so, and i I love the unplanned. Uh, the whole soundtrack to unplanned was amazing, by the way. So I love that, but you were a part of that as well. So uh, if you want to listen to Blake, Kanika, you could definitely find him in all kinds of places and also online. And I'd encourage you to look up S. Blake or Stephen Blake Kanika because his father is also a prominent newscaster, which is not him. (laughs) They're two separate people. And it's good to know that when you're looking online. But we'll be praying for you, Blake, and your family. And we just so believe in you. Thanks for sharing some of your time and your life with us and our listeners today. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series, where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Thank you for listening to Exploring the Industry. We're believing that God's gonna change the world through the entertainment industry and we want to invite you into the conversation, please subscribe, hit the notification bell to this podcast. Also visit us at bowlsministries.com, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your spiritual journey.